1: Welcome back to another episode of the most electric podcast out there. I'm your host, Francisco Castro. This podcast is part of the More Than Baseball organization. More Than Baseball is working daily to better the lives of minor leaguers all over. Uh, Our mission is to protect and enhance the future of the game by allowing every ball player to live a better life. Definitely check them out. They have a lot of programs, including financial guidance, education, mental health, and a lot more. Check them out at morethanbaseball.org. All right. Super excited for my guest today. Uh, Signed by the Rays out of Virginia, uh, last season's absolutely putting up numbers in the minors. Kyle Witten. How's it going, brother?
0: Okay. It's going well. How about you? Thanks for having me on.
1: I'm doing well, actually. Can't complain. I, I just had um, my guy, uh, Austin Vernon, on the pod. And I saw that he and like a couple others did a combined no uh, to his shout-out uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. And I'm like, huh, all right. That's I, That's how I found out about you. I'm like, all right, I got to have this guy on, too, because this guy is just putting up <laughs> numbers. Um, are, you, are you friends
0: with Austin or no? Yeah, he's actually one of my roommates. Um, oh, okay. Here in Bowling Green, so yeah, yeah it's funny. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a good guy.
1: So who who else is in your room though? Because when when we were recording, he and I, there's somebody crawling in the background. Was that you trying to get out of the way?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Uh, we have Alika Williams, okay, who we drafted in 2020, and then Mason Hour, who was a draft pick last year. So oh, so it's four of you. It's us four. Yeah. So what,
1: what do the Rays do then? How how do they do it for the minor leagues when, in terms of like housing and stuff like that?
0: Well, this year is the first year, you know, that minor leaguers don't have to pay, which yeah. is huge for all of us. Um, so it really changes based on the affiliate site um, in Charleston. That's where I started the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had I only had two other roommates. So it was three of us to a apartment. And then okay. here we have four. So it, I think it just varies by level. But um, they've taken care of us a lot this year, so it's been really nice.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. And I know, like, when it comes to like housing, this year is obviously a huge help. Um, years prior, it wasn't always that way. Other other organizations are different. I hear the Rays are pretty good, though, in terms of taking care of the minor leaguers. I know there's a few teams that do really good a really good job with that, uh, even prior to this this rule and all that kind of stuff. So tell me this, how is Austin as a roommate? Like, I mean, what's the, give us a little bit of dirt on him. I, I need something I can make fun of him <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> was like, is he messy? Like, what, what, what is, what's the scoop? Uh, I'll, I'll give you one thing. Uh, he brings uh, an entire suitcase just for shoes for our road trips. So that's, there's you, there's you something right there. Um, you know, I'm like more of like a light pack guy, like, you know, uh, four or five pairs of shorts and, and, few polos to wear to the field and a few t-shirts to wear around the hotel. And then, you know, a pair of shoes, maybe two and my toiletries. He is like, uh, you know, everywhere we go, he's going to, he's going to bring a whole suitcase for his shoes and everything. So I usually give him a hard time for that because he's got his, his whole suitcase just for shoes, but he's a great roommate. Uh, it's been great to get to know him this year. He, uh, he likes to talk a lot. So that's always nice to have someone to talk to in the apartment, you know, so for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know he was a shoe guy. That's good to know. I got a, yeah. Are, are, are they nice shoes? I mean, like, is he, Oh like, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, I could probably learn a few things from him for sure. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of good shoes, a lot of nice shoes.
1: So you're, you're from Virginia or Virginia. Do you consider yourself like a country guy? Like, are you like boots, cowboy boots, a hat? Cause I'm from California. My brain thinks Virginia just thinks automatically like country, um, cowboy hat you know big belt buckle
0: um unfortunately not um (laughs) so my uh family is from northern virginia so we're like an hour like south of dc and there's a lot of traffic a lot of people so it's not not my favorite place to be um i have some extended family down in southwest virginia and that's more like farms and mountains and things like that so i mean for holidays and everything i'm down there but for the most part, it's, it's unfortunately, it's some traffic and stuff, but okay. So it's kind of a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, no worries. Are, do you consider yourself country though? Yeah. I like to fish. Um, I'd like to say, uh, you know, I like to be outdoors. I don't know that I'm a big, like country cowboy boots kind of guy, <laughs> but, um, I definitely don't like the traffic. Um, I like Bowling Green, Kentucky, where we are right now. Cause you know, there's not a whole lot of people here and you know it's kind of more out in the in the rural a little bit so it's nice it's nice i don't like having to drive yeah. 20 minutes to get to the grocery store or dude something like that so
1: i grew up in california in the bay area <laughs> so like you can be like all yeah. right uh, any day of the week just like all right i got to go like 5 miles to the store could take anywhere from like 10 minutes to like 45 minutes dude it's in, it's insane yeah. that the amount of traffic and like how insane and then and now in wisconsin and it's different everyone's talking about traffic and i'm like dude don't complain about no traffic because this is nothing compared <laughs> to why what i had to deal with you know uh, in the bay absolutely. area absolutely different than than here and probably different than virginia as well um so what are you doing like on your off on your off day because obviously today's monday you guys don't or did you guys have a travel day or are you guys home
0: so we got home late last night um we were in winston-salem last week so we had about a you know, it's seven hours in a car, but you throw it on a bus and add a stop or two in there, and it's more like nine, nine and a mm-hmm. half. So I think we got back last night at, like, 1 a.m. Um, so, you know, not much today. I woke up, did some laundry, um, stuff like that. Uh, fortunately, we're on a two-week home stand these next two weeks, which is a good feeling. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, usually, you know, it's just hanging out with some of the guys. Um, we have a pool table in the um, – like lobby you know clubhouse thing in our apartment so sometimes guys would play pool or go to the actual pool something like that just you know lay low relax um hang out with the guys so
1: that's sick are you guys all in like one building like a bunch of different apartments in a building (laughs)
0: literally everyone's like above each other below each other right next to it yeah so it's cool that's pretty cool cool.
1: that's pretty cool and is it pretty close to like the uh, facilities and stuff
0: yeah here so when i was in charleston it was depending on you know the lights every 10 feet and everything and in traffic it was it could be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes 35 minutes to the field and then here it's been like five minutes maybe so i mean charleston's obviously a lot bigger of a city but um yeah it's really easy to commute here
1: that's awesome. That's cool. And like I said, you, you got promoted. how did they tell you you were going to get promoted? Because like you're in low A, you were putting up numbers, you're dominating and pitching. Well, obviously, you got the call up to, you know, high A. Like, how do they let you know uh, that you were going to get to that promotion?
0: So we were in Kinston, North Carolina, playing the terrible down place, East, <laughs> down <East Wood laughs> Ducks. It, it was uh, an interesting place for sure. And we got home that night. And, you know, usually uh, when they call guys up, it'll be. Um, you know, that night when you get back or like that Sunday after the home game or something, usually the the manager will will tell you. So no one really got told uh, anything. So we all just kind of figured, you know, we'd play for another week. And um, so, you know, everyone went back to their apartments and I went to bed and woke up that next morning. And about 11 o'clock, they called me, our manager, Blake called up, called me and you know, told me that I was going to Bowling Green and I'd been promoted, so I was, you know, really happy about that. So I drove back to my apartment and packed up my stuff at the apartment, and then had to drive to the stadium, get all my baseball stuff at the stadium, packed up, and then hit the road for Bowling Green. So it it uh, it happened quick, and that off day was was pretty eventful for sure, but it was a it was a great feeling. So,
1: yeah, Austin has said that some, someone had tried to punk him and let him know, but then someone had already like let the cat out of the bag. So when they were telling him. Or whatnot. And he, he already knew the whole story and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's crazy how everyone's different, like, you know, how how everyone finds out, you know, they're getting promoted. And obviously, it's a great feeling. Um, but let's talk about like your your uh, growing up and stuff. Like, were you a, a one sport athlete, two sports? Like, uh, how was your high school career?
0: When I was little, I played basketball and football. Um, I played basketball up through middle school. I wasn't, I didn't hit puberty until about freshman year of high school. So I wasn't the best basketball player. I was, uh, I was pretty short. Um, so, you know, I wasn't very successful at it, but I enjoyed playing it for my middle school team. And, um, then when high school started, I uh, really just kind of focused on baseball. Um, and then that became, you know, more serious when I committed to Virginia. And then I got, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to play for the Canes national team and, and that summer of going into senior year, junior year into senior year of high school, it was pretty insane. They flew us everywhere, bust us everywhere. You know, it, it felt like college ball. I mean, looking back on it, it basically was college ball. And that was a awesome experience. Playing for the Canes national is one of the highlights of my career, for sure, just based on how it prepares you for the next level. Um, so, yeah, in high school, just one sport. Um. So yeah, it, it was a it was a lot. Yeah, I, sure. I
1: I was reading a stat somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but did your ten and ten youth team go sixty and eight?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were uh, at one point. We were fifty and one. What? And then, so we had a bunch of great players on that team. All those guys pretty much had chances to play Division One baseball. Um. So that was awesome to grow up around too. I mean, again, I hit puberty late. So I was the, I was the seven hole guy playing first base or left field. Like, you know, on that team, I was not the one that was predicted to play professional baseball or go division one. And, and, you know, God blessed me with a little growth spurt and and, uh, a little bit of mobility, I guess. And, and I got in with the right guys in high school and um, you know, I kind of, started throwing a little bit harder. And then I got that opportunity, but yeah, growing up, I had, we had some really good teams and uh, we didn't lose until we were like 38 games in. And then we ended up losing like two or three at the end of the year. Cause we went to that elite world series down in um, Orlando, Florida, where like, I don't know, it's like the elite 32 or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that. It was, so that was always awesome to play against a lot of guys that are in pro ball today that you know i recognize like the guy looks really familiar where's that guy from and i'm like he played for the san diego stars growing up or whatever you know that team was that you were playing in 12 u so it's pretty cool
1: california teams though they were just loaded like all those like san diego that area like there's so many dudes that come out of there just nasty and they're throwing heat too like it's it's insane like how fast how hard were you throwing like obviously you throw hard now but when did you start hitting like you know 85 90 or whatever
0: see again i was a i was more of like a finesse guy on okay. that team um we had a few guys that could run it up there pretty well um and we were playing kids that were throwing 80 miles an hour at like 12 view low 80s at like 12 U, which was like you can't even see it yeah. you know <laughs> like you're playing i don't know how far 50 feet 45 feet it's like i mean they're just like letting it rip and i don't know i probably first time i hit 85 was probably the summer after my freshman year of high school or going into sophomore year i think i got into that mid-80s and you know i was just on one of those like slow uh inclines throughout my high school time which i think was good for me and my body as i matured a little bit and everything so
1: that's crazy so how was that experience in florida because obviously you're you're 12 or 11 12 how however old you were and you're flying out to florida and you're facing california kids you know who just dominant and all the, the Texas kids and stuff like that. And like just really good teams. Like how's the whole experience as Indic in general?
0: Well, I think the the coolest part was that a, a team from Northern Virginia um, was there because, you know, most of these teams are from the Florida's Dallas, San Diego, like all these, you know, teams that just have, that just breed talent. Yeah. And I think Northern Virginia kind of got some respect when, when some of our guys started playing well and, and, um, you know, it was awesome. It, it makes you grow up quick and mature. And, you know, when you get humbled at like 10 years old (laughs) and you realize, you know what, like, I'm just not that good. It's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's tough at the time, but looking back on it, it, it really prepared me for, for college ball and, and especially pro ball. So it was awesome. And even high school too. Absolutely. So, You you mentioned there's a lot of good guys.
1: Yeah, you mentioned there's a lot of good guys on like your your um uh, 12U team and like your high school team in that area. Are there any guys in like either there or in your on your high school who are playing pro ball now?
0: Um, Andre Lipschitz was on our 12U team. I think he's in double or triple A with the Tigers. Okay. Um, trying to think if anyone else is still in pro ball. Um, like I said, a lot of them went on to play Division One ball. Yeah. Um but he might be the only one that's still that's still in pro ball.
1: That's cool. But like, obviously it's, it's sweet that you had a team that send guys either pro ball or to D1 schools and, and stuff like that. Um, so you mentioned you commit. When did you commit? Like after your sophomore year or junior
0: year? Yeah, July 4th after my sophomore year.
1: God bless America.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was on a July 4th uh, weekend tournament at UVA. And I pitched that morning against Canes national mm-hmm. team. I ended up playing for later on. I was with my hometown team and, um, do pretty well. Uh, we beat them that morning. And then I, you know, got word that the coaches wanted to meet with me after. And they took me around the facilities and the campus and everything. And they offered me that day and growing up in Northern Virginia, my dad and I family were huge Virginia fans, always at Virginia games. So it's a pretty easy choice for me to, uh, to commit so yeah a for really sure exciting day
1: were there any other schools you visited or interested in or maybe offering you because i mean obviously you're 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 pitched well in high school and stuff today so you probably got offers
0: yeah i, I was talking to a good amount of schools um, a lot of virginia ones a lot of north carolina schools i really liked ecu um nc state was beautiful i pitched mm-hmm. there um so i didn't really want to i kind of set the the bar at Virginia was the most north I was going to mm-hmm. go if I was going to go to a school I was going to go somewhere did Virginia
1: Tech reach out to you
0: uh you know I did talk to them for a little while my freshman or sophomore year of high school and that's a weird story they were going through a lot of coaching changes and everything and I actually they came to watch me pitch my sophomore year of high school and I think I threw a no hitter through like five or six innings and then I never heard from them again <laughs> so I what don't else know what, what more can
1: you that. do I mean you threw a no hitter and threw five <laughs> innings and they're like not our guy
0: the, you, yeah, well, now they so probably I look at you just, like
1: you're the one that got away because like, you went to play for Virginia. You part, did you pitch well against Virginia Tech when you faced them?
0: Yeah, I, I think I, throughout my career, threw pretty well against Tech. Um, you know, I'm sure there was a bad outing in there somewhere, but um, yeah, I think for the most part, me and uh, I remember a game, me and Abbott. I don't know, Andrew Abbott, if you know who he is. He mm-hmm. was a second rounder with the Reds last year, one of my close friends from UVA. Me and him always were in the. Back part of our bullpen at Virginia, we always love throwing against Virginia Tech, so that was always a good series. Was that
1: one of the, the series that everybody kind of got it up for? Like, that was the biggest the biggest one, obviously, oh, yeah. with that rivalry?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was always a good one. I mean, there's always you know, just like kind of random rival- rivalries that pop up in the ACC based on a team that's having a really good year, you know, things like that. We get a good show up for those, but Virginia Tech never failed. It always seemed to be the last series of the regular season mm-hmm. or one of the last of the regular season when both teams you know are playing pretty well so it, it was always an exciting series
1: yeah did things ever get chippy between the two teams maybe a uh, hit by a pitch or uh, a little benches clearing
0: uh we never cleared benches our our coach Brian O'Connor in college he was good about uh making sure we were you know in line and everything he's a great head coach and um but we definitely liked Liked beating up on the Hokies a little bit for sure. Yeah,
1: nice. And you play in the ACC. Like, how was college game day? Because obviously that it gets just electric there. And I don't know how good Virginia was, like the, their football team and stuff. But uh, how were like the college game days and stuff?
0: Um, Virginia was awesome. Um, you know, our basketball team's really good too. Mm-hmm. So um, that's always exciting. We won the national championship in 2019, which was awesome to be. Um, Were you, there? you know, on campus for that? Yeah, yeah, well, they played it, you know, wherever the yeah championship was hosted. But yeah, everyone was out like we have a main like street on our campus. They call it, like the corner and everyone was out like flooding the streets on that. And, and it was just an awesome an awesome time because we had lost the year before to the 16th seed and we were the first ever number one national I remember that. I ruined
1: my bracket. I'm I'm heartbroken still. I haven't gotten over it.
0: (laughs) They ruined mine that year too, but I think I took them all the way to the end the next year again. So, um, yeah, that was cool to see. Um, you know, everyone talks highly of Tony Bennett, our head basketball coach. And in my opinion, he seems like he does it the right way. Um, so I was happy to see them have some success in there. Program have some success so it was it was cool. Really what, cool
1: what about like the the football team like the the, the were you Does your coach like have you guys run practices every Saturday morning so that you guys can't get too wild and
0: then i be poor or stuff like that usually uh Saturdays we'd have like a morning lift in the fall um so no he he always you know he wants us to go have fun just be smart with it mm-hmm. so it was fun I mean you know guys get close quick in college and that was my favorite part of college ball is team camaraderie and mm-hmm. being around everyone and the locker room and everything so i think our coaches always did a really good job of, of kind of letting us build that environment and letting us like you know build an identity with each other yeah. and see how we click so they were always really good about that
1: that's awesome and like, i don't know much about virginia like is it a, is it a big party school like what what's the scene like that over there
0: uh, I mean we have a decent amount of students for sure, like 22,000 undergrad, I think so um, yeah, I mean there there's definitely parties going on. Um, our our student athlete core, I mean, a lot of our teams are really good, so it's also really cool to see that dynamic of how many I mean, our tennis team are swimmers, they always have some Olympians on there like it's just cool to to see you know, all the good athletic programs and how everyone kind of meshes in the dining hall. And then, you know, there's also like a nightlife there where mm-hmm. the guys can go out together and everything. So, you know, it's fun. It's a great mix. Virginia was a great mix. Yeah.
1: And as, let's talk about the World Series. I'll see you guys. Did you, did you get a ring for going to the World Series?
0: We did. How yeah, sick is did. that ring? It's awesome. Yeah, it was. That was awesome because we so we got measured obviously before we flew out to Omaha that day we got measured and we didn't know if that was going to be like a oh you're going ring or if like that's just in case we win you know obviously we all were going out there to try to win a ring and we were playing really well so we really wanted that but we weren't sure after season ended if we were going to get one or not Mm -hmm. and uh, our head coach had texted a bunch of us who had graduated and moved on and said that you know, they were going to have a little ring ceremony for us last fall. So we got to come back and get our rings and everything. And it's, that's a good, good thing to have for yeah. college for sure. Yeah.
1: Like, how was the environment? Because obviously, pitching in the College World Series, like that everyone's watching, you're on, you know, ESPN or whatever they want, they have it playing on and stuff. And like the whole country's watching. And, you know, there's only a couple yeah. schools remaining and stuff. Like, how was that? Because obviously, you were there, the relief. Were you closing at that time?
0: Uh, Yeah. Closing. I was doing a little bit of long relief. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of whatever they needed me. And I always told coach O'Connor and and, uh, Drew Dickinson, our pitching coach that, you know, whenever you needed me, just I'm ready whenever you call my number. So um, the environment in Omaha was unbelievable. It's everything you dream of. I mean, we got, we played Mississippi state in Texas and I threw in both of those games and it was like a home game for both Mm of them. Like they traveled incredibly well. So um. Yeah, it was it was insane. I mean, there was twenty five, twenty six thousand in the stadium, and then you know, you know, there's millions watching mm-hmm. back home. So the adrenaline rush there was a it was a dream come true. For sure, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. So how do you, how do you do that? Because you were closer. So how when you're in the bullpen and you, you obviously you feel like it's about time for you to get ready and warm warm up and all that. Like, what do you do to get ready or get yourself hyped up to like come out there? Do you like smelling salts or like uh? red bull like what do you what do you do to get yourself all hyped up even <laughs> maybe now in professional red ball guy. too
0: i was a big red bull guy um for sure uh that was always the one that our dietitian told us was like the best to drink he's like if you're gonna drink an energy drink like just drink a red bull um but I- i'm honestly like kind of weird in that sense like i almost like to be like trying to like slow the situation down like you know how most closers in college especially are like psychopaths right and, like yeah, like I'm almost more of like a try to like slow the game down kind of thing. And then I'll like show all my emotion after it's over. Um, but a Red Bull for sure for the caffeine, even if it doesn't do anything, just the <laughs> just yeah. the mental side of like, yep. okay, this is going to get me fired up. And then just try to take it one pitch at a time. That's all. Yeah.
1: What about now in, in, in professional, like now in high or low A and high A, do you do the same thing? You still crush Red Bull right before you get out?
0: um i do drink red bulls uh pretty often i'll get a few before road trips and everything on days i know that i'm gonna pitch or i think i'm gonna be pitch but i try to drink it in like the fifth inning now instead of like right before i go out so that like i'm not too jittery mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely still a red bull guy um just try to just try to plan it out a little better that's all
1: yeah like i was talking to a guy who plays for the marlins he um and uh he says that his in high a their high a team. One of their pitchers like drowns himself. He like gets water and like <laughs> breathes it in, and then like it just gives him an adren- adrenaline rush. And then he just like freaks out. and He runs out there. And He said like the whole bullpen is now kind of like adapted that like that I guess routine that they just like drown themselves. They literally would just breathe in water through their nose, and yeah. then like that's just insane the what he does.
0: I've never heard of that or seen that. I mean, but, that was hey, the first time works, I ever heard of it. Then go for it. Yeah. Like I'm all in if it works. Like yeah i mean i'm always looking for something but i think that i'm more of like a like my heart gets pounding as soon as i get told that i'm in the game Mm -hmm. or like to get hot so like i'm almost the opposite like i don't need that like jolt of adrenaline before i go out there i almost need like a deep breath before i go out there to like kind of like control it a little bit you know so
1: yeah no for sure um so obviously in draft day you didn't get drafted which um it's i'm sure it's a chip on your shoulder and kind of motivates you and stuff but uh what and you're pitching well like I said you're you're already in high A uh some teams some teams are just going to be kicking themselves thinking like you know we could have had him whatever it's it is what it is you're going to dominate you do you um like how fast did the rays reach out to you afterwards and say hey like we we want to get you signed
0: yeah so draft day 3 came around and um i remember my agent um was telling me that like you know, he was confident that I was going to go like around the 15th round, somewhere in there. I'd had a pretty good senior year. Mm -hmm. I was throwing, you know, pretty hard. And I thought that that was going to be a good chance. I was pitching really well at the end of the year. So, um, I remember, you know, as that draft day went on and just this feeling of like, Oh crap, like this might not happen. Um, you know, it's just not a good feeling. So after I didn't get drafted after the 20th round, you know, I was pretty upset. Um, and my girlfriend was there, my mom, and then my best friend uh, from high school. And so, you know, I didn't really know what to do after that. And almost like, I don't know, maybe three minutes after the 20th round, like it was barely any time I got a call from a random number. And it was an area scout with the with the Rays. And they said they wanted to offer me a free agent deal. And so I called my agent and told him. And he was like, oh, this is a perfect organization for you mm-hmm. like it matches up perfectly the way you pitch you know the way you think about pitching etc cetera, etc cetera. and called my college coach and told him and he was like yeah they already called me they already asked me how nice. you were and everything and i already told him that like he's a perfect fit for you guys so everyone was happy and it was a pretty emotional time for my family and i you know we were happy that this dream had come true because it wasn't just my dream i mean my mom my dad my sister uh, my girlfriend now. I mean, they've supported me for a long time, and uh, yeah. my best friend Jack. You know, they've supported me through a lot of ups and downs, especially in college. So it was a it was a good moment. It's pretty surreal for sure.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. And did any other teams reach out to you? I mean, like or no? Is it just the, just the Rays?
0: I think I uh, had a lot of interest. I think the Rays were the first one to call um and officially offer and i think that it was the best fit so mm-hmm. it just kind of worked out that yeah. way um i think i would have had um a good amount of other teams reach out to me but uh, it just i think it just happened so quick yeah. that yeah
1: so. that's awesome and like and like everyone said like the rays are a good fit especially for like relief pitching because they like one thing about the rays they just love pitching even in the majors like they'll throw out like arm after arm after arm um that's kind of how they how they've been working with and stuff um, but I mean, like pitching for them now, like in the minors, do you see, like, do they, like, what do they do that makes them so good in like the, in developing pitching? Like, do you notice a difference or not a difference, but do you see like how this can be effective?
0: Absolutely. I think the the main thing that they do that's so well is that they, they maximize what you're good at. I mean, they, they know how they see you projecting to the next level and they want you to just maximize that. Um, uh, I think the biggest mistakes I've made, you know, early in my career, Or trying to be something I'm not or like always trying to you know build off of this as opposed to like let me be really good at like two or three things and like that's plenty like that will you know what I mean like that'll get you through and that's what the Rays really emphasize and then the other side of that is you know I'm a true believer of like you are who you surround yourself with and like iron sharpens iron and like being around all these guys in this organization that you know do all these things so well um it, it makes you like learn it somehow or like you stay sharp somehow just from watching these guys day in and day out compete and how they go about their business and everything so I think they have a really cool environment in this org that um that really teaches us how to maximize our our own skill set and I've learned throughout the way that you know to be me to be Kyle Witten, and and maximize that before you know you try to be someone else or do something that someone else does really well so
1: yeah, and that's, and that's good advice to anybody, you know, listening who's either pitching or, you know, looking to do that, kind of go that route. Like, you know, just be true to yourself and don't try to be um, something you're not. And like the Rays, they're a good organization. So I'm, I'm super excited for, you know, what you're doing now and stuff. Um, how was the adjustment from like the ACC? where the travel's nice, everything is nice, to now you're in, like, low A. Or did you do rookie ball at all? I don't know, but, I mean, just uh, kind of...
0: Last summer, we did.
1: Yeah, so how was that adjustment going from, like, all right, to, like, okay, now I'm in, like, the bottom of the bottom of, like, crappy <laughs> bus rides, like, terrible food, the hotels suck?
0: Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a transition for sure. Um, I just kind of adopted this mindset that, like, this is part of the journey, and, and I'm going to try to enjoy every step of the way. Um, it's definitely easier said than done, especially when you have a good outing or you have a bad outing, you know, you try to stay even keel, but you know, in the ACC, we were getting like on our long, uh, trips, we were getting like chartered flights and stuff like we were getting treated great. Um, you know, really good meals and the rays do a great job with feeding us. Our nutrition is really well. I've never had an issue with any of our nutrition. Um, you know, some of the bus trips are long, um, and, you know, none of the hotels are like terrible, but it's definitely not some of the ones we stayed in. Like when we were in Charlotte for the ACC tournament or like in Durham for the ACC tournament the year before or Omaha, like some of these hotels are like amazing. Um, and so, I mean, it's been a transition for sure, but I, I kind of adopted the mindset that like it's part of the ride and, and uh, try to enjoy it with, with the guys that you're around. Cause I think that when you you know look around and see that all these other guys are in it with you and they're kind of on the same dream and same goal, it kind of makes it a little bit easier to to enjoy it and and uh, be happier there. So
1: yeah, and you see Austin with his bag of shoes just roaming. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Man. Oh
0: I know. my
1: goodness, that's that. I'm I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. That that's funny. That that yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be a shoe guy, but that's awesome. And um, how how tall are you? Because obviously he's like six, seven, six, eight.
0: Yeah, I'm a. I'm just right under six four. I'm like six three and three quarters, and he towers over me. I mean, yeah, he makes me feel small. So he's yeah. a big boy. For yeah,
1: sure. for sure. And like I was asking him, I said, "I'm like, hey, you know, you're a tall pitcher. You know, it's hard to miss. Um, you, you have the major league flow already." He Said, "Dude, how crazy are your DMs?" He's like, "Nah, nothing. <laughs> not, not too <laughs> nothing crazy." I'm like, "Oh man, we gotta, we gotta help my brother out here. We gotta figure yeah. this
0: out." Yeah. I'm sure he does fine. Yeah, don't let him fool you. His his uh his new pair of shoes for every outfit is for a reason. I'm sure.
1: I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he probably has a new a new shoes for every outfit, and he's just styling out there uh, on the oh, buses yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Uh, speaking of like the middle oh, yeah. of nowhere, um, obviously the minor leagues they travel. You go bunch of random places, and like a lot of these stadiums are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, what is like the in- most interesting place you visited? Uh, where you get off the bus and you look around, and you're like. Dude, where am I? There's like a subway and like a Dollar General or something.
0: No doubt, Kinston. No yeah. doubt, Kinston, North Carolina. I mean, our hotel was like this like weird like square thing, and like there was like a little pool and a mini putt, like I know, a golf. I know all but, about uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where are we right now? Me and my roommate in low a on on the road was Ben Peoples. Who's a righty with us? And our beds were like maybe like six inches apart, like they were like basically touching. And then like the bathroom was probably bigger than the room with our beds Jeez. in it. And the hotel wasn't bad, like it was clean, like it really wasn't bad. It was just like where are we? Like yeah, we were like we have a McDonald's down the street and like a little breakfast shop, mm-hmm. with like I guess is like a big local spot. Like that's all we had. So that place was definitely the most interesting. I didn't even know that. A place like that even existed so yeah and was... they got like
1: the polka dot sheets and like the yes the, ne- the colorful yes. walls like and neon. stuff.
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Dude, I, that's one of the most that's that place is always mentioned when i ask that question they i get that a lot beloit was content i don't know if you pitched there no you're not in the, you're not in the al cent or you're not in a high a central where, where, where are you guys at for the race?
0: We're in the South Atlantic South? now. Okay. I think last year they were, but I think we just changed this year. Oh,
1: lucky so. you. You got lucky because Beloit, I mean, they got a new stadium, but the city is just the worst <laughs> the worst <laughs> city ever, man. I live like 45 yeah. minutes from there. It's it's not the nicest city to, to visit. But uh, I think that hotel was like sponsored in like the stadium too, right? Isn't it like one of their sponsors, the Mother Earth Lodge or something? I, I yeah. feel like.
0: Yeah. It's like, a, I think it's got a huge sign out there. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah you know what I've I've never been there I've never traveled to that state or I guess yeah I've never been to that state I might have to just do a field trip one day and just be like you know what I'm gonna check out this this mother earth lodge or whatever it is do a little putt putt golf and maybe swim and you know hang out with my uh polka dotted bedroom and stuff like that
0: yeah I mean if you do let me know how it is tell me tell me what you think so I might might just
1: vlog it like I'm not a vlogger but I might be a vlogger just for a day so I can go down there
0: and uh, it's worth it yeah it's worth it there it is an interesting place. But how's the stadium there? Is the stadium pretty nice? Yeah, the playing surface is okay. fine. I mean, there wasn't too many fans, um, but the playing surface was was fine. Um, the only uh, field that I've had, like I don't really like, is Asheville. The tourists um, here in high a. I just can't stand that field. What's wrong? I with had that? a really bad, I had a really bad outing there. But the fence in right field is like really short and really tall. So I just, I don't know. I just don't like the field at all. It's like, I don't know, 280 or 290 to the right field thing. And then it's just a straight up fence and it just runs into a mound. So I guess they can't move the fence back or something. I don't know. And like dead center is like 360. It seems like it plays so small. So that's the only one that playing surface wise, I haven't liked. It's really hard and infield's kind of rocky and like, I don't know. I just, just don't like it there at all.
1: What is your favorite place to pitch then? Like uh, maybe like your you play the best or you just, you know, get the better, the best vibe, uh, playing there.
0: Um, well, in college we played at Durham Bulls and the Charlotte Knights. Both of those are unbelievable. Um, I love our ballpark here in Bowling green. I think it's really nice. Um, Winston Salem, uh, the dash, theirs was really beautiful. Greenville's is really cool. Cause they have like the, kind of the monster in left field. Um, like I said, there's a lot of really cool places, Uh, in minor league baseball that you know the stadiums are like cool and they all have their own little touch Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's been cool to see all those and kind of how each organization kind of has like different affiliate sites that kind of match like Mm -hmm. their higher levels or their big league team with like greenville and the monster and then like the winston salems this just reminds me a lot of like charlotte i don't know why it just does and that's their triple a team obviously so it's pretty cool
1: yeah, and and so and while you're pitching or hanging on the bullpen and stuff, do you, uh, what do you ever hear any like the fans chirping at you or some of the guys? Because um, obviously, like minor league stadium, like it's small, you can hear everything going on. Like, what are some of the funnier things you've been you've been told, or maybe you hear fans kind of chirping at some of the guys out there?
0: I've heard, and seen some crazy things. Uh, especially Omaha was one of those places too. That was pretty crazy. I'll start with that. Um, I was warming up to go in against Mississippi State. And you know how they have the beach balls that they like throw around the stadium in, in Omaha. So I was warming up, and it's we were in the left field behind the left field wall. I was getting hit with those, and they had like drawings on them of like bulldogs like doing things to Cavaliers and stuff, like <laughs> pretty explicit things. And they were like throwing it at me while oh, I was getting my warm. Um, this is so during the was, game. During the game. During the game. Yeah, like, like during like the eighth inning. Like when I was about to go into the game, like I was getting hit with these, Jeez. like they were dropping them because they're like overhead, so they're like throwing them down, and they had like these drawings and like all these like it was like F U V A, yeah. like F Virginia, like all these things, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Um, Charleston was another place, you know, they get like a ton of fans there, and they have this little like hill behind us um, in the bullpen, and it's an on on field bullpen. And so these kids all go to this like little hill and like play and everything. And they are ruthless there. Like they will like, like try to grab your hat and like try to grab, like if you leave a ball on the bench, like to get up to go throw or warm up or something, like they'll reach over and try to grab it. Like, it's like, you, we almost had to like slide the bench out like a few feet. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you always have some, some people that that have some words for you or yeah. something, but um the kids are are sometimes uh really bad if they are just like grabbing your stuff or like trying to take your glove or something while you're sitting in the bullpen so
1: are so the bullpen like they can reach into the bullpen from from in that stadium
0: it's like the fence is like right like okay like you sit on the bench and the fence is like head level so it's like perfect Uh, for them to like yeah like reach over um jeez they like put up like ropes to try to keep them off the fence Mm -hmm. and it's like probably two feet out from the fence, but they'll just, they just rip them down. Yeah. They're like, they're like, what is this rope here for? Like, I'm just Just going to do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So they'll just rip it down and then they'll be right, right on top of you. So,
1: wow. And then all game, just can I get a ball? Can I get a ball?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the big, the big uh, surge now is can I play rock, paper, scissors for a ball? I don't know where that came from. But someone told them that works. And everywhere we go, every game, there's probably multiple kids that come up to us and say, hey, rock, paper, scissors for a ball. And we're like, we can't give them out, buddy. Sorry. Like, there's a foul ball. Like, we'll throw it to you. Absolutely. But can't give these ones out. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like the fans are ruthless. Like, they're out there chirping. Like, it's it's sometimes you just got to give them. You got to nod and be like, all right, that was kind of funny.
0: Uh, but <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> sometimes they get some, some funny ones going and – Uh, you try not to give them the, give them the satisfaction, but sometimes they have some pretty witty things that they say.
1: Yeah. What do you, is there one that you can, you can say like maybe something that you just use, you hear and you're like, wow, that was, you just got to like tape your cap. Like that's actually kind of funny.
0: Sometimes they'll like talk about how we're in like a ball. Um, that's usually one that you're like, Oh, that kind of hits deep, but like, it's kind of a good chirp. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they like remember one of your outings or something, like they might say something like that. I'm trying to think of a specific one, but um I think we had a we had a kid in Omaha one time that a guy asked for an autograph, or a little kid asked for an autograph, and he was like, Yeah, absolutely. So the kid like dropped him down the ball on a pen and he signed his ball and he threw it up. Back to the kid and the dad, or like an older guy next to him. I don't know if it was his dad or if it was just some random guy. And he's like, "Hey, like thanks, man. That's really nice of you." And the, the guy on our team was like, "Yeah, of course. Like no worries." And he's like, "Cause that's the last time anybody's ever going to ask you to sign a ball, oh, like you loser no. or something." <laughs> he's like, "So enjoy <laughs> it now, loser or something." Jeez. And like our guy was like dang dude like that's brutal i
1: would have chucked that ball like (laughs) over as far as i could like
0: that's what was after he already gave it back to him so at that point he was like you know it was kind of like over but he ran to us he's like you'll never guess what the guy just said like that was hilarious so we were laughing about that for a while um that one was pretty funny
1: it's funny that these guys say something like that but they you know they've never played or you know they've never gone further than high school and stuff and like it's like these guys who would say, like, you know, um, oh, I could, have take, I could hit that ball or just hit the ball or, you know, or throw yeah. a strike. Well, it feels yeah. that easy. Everybody would do it, and you're out yeah. here chirping. That's when it
0: gets annoying. That's mm-hmm. when it gets annoying is when they say, like, things that, like, aren't even, like, witty or funny. It's, like, you know, it's just frustrating if they're, like, sitting there for you behind you for, like, five innings saying the same thing over and over again. Like, I was getting chirped in Winston-Salem last week for, like, being focused on the game i was getting hot to go in the game and i was throwing in the pen and they're like oh you're so locked in look at you like they're like screaming that at me i'm like i don't know if, like that's supposed to be a diss or yeah, what. Like, yeah. I, I don't get that one <laughs> like what do you want me to be doing down here like joking around while i'm about to go pitch like that just i don't know some of them are are kind of brutal
1: yeah wow that's crazy don't be don't be so focused what is what is your yeah. deal man you should you know lighten up a little bit
0: I know, I guess so. Bring a deck of
1: cards out or something, you know?
0: I'm like, geez, guys.
1: Yeah, so so one thing I want to ask before we go, actually two things. Um, Obviously, you know, you travel around from place to place. Like, what is maybe the one thing that you've been asked to sign that's just, like, the most random thing?
0: Charleston definitely had some weird requests. Um, A phone, like like one without a case on it. Like, it wasn't a phone case. It was, like, a plain phone, and I was like, are you sure, like... (laughs) this isn't Sharpie. Like, yeah. Once this goes on, like this is not coming off Uh shoes. I got asked a pair of, uh, to pair, uh, sign a pair of all white. Converse. Was it Austin who
1: asked you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He probably has been asked to sign the same things in Charleston. Um, like a, a pair, of, like all white Converse, like almost brand new. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable like putting black yeah. Sharpie all over these shoes. Like, um, yeah, I would say probably a, a blank phone or, uh, I signed a kid's arm one time. And then, uh, that,
1: and then that that was confused me. Like arm, I've had like four heads. Like, why do you sign? Like, what, you're just gonna rinse it, wash it off, and stuff. And yeah, I
0: don't, I don't, I don't know either. I don't think I could do a forehead. I would be like, that's just very odd. Yeah. Uh, I think I did the kid's arm, like right above his hand. Yeah. So, Wh-
1: who's one guy in your team that just gets bombarded by like all the autograph guys? Like
0: usually the usually the high round picks. Yeah. So like Carson Williams in Charleston, like, like there was this lady one time that came to me in Charleston and was like, Hey, like, could you sign this? And I'm like, yeah. So so I signed it. And uh, she's like, okay, like, I really just need you to go get Carson for me out of the locker room and ask him to like, come get this autograph. I'm like, okay, no, (laughs) he's already in for the day. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not asking him to come back out here. She's like, please. Like my daughter wants his autograph. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like if, He comes back out, like you can feel free to ask him. But like that's, you know, like that's the messenger. He's already in, and yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna run all around the stadium to find Carson to come sign you. Like so, wow.
1: Do do some of these guys need like security just to get out of the the stadiums? Because like some of the the player exits are just right into the parking lot.
0: Yeah, a lot of our buses are, especially on the road, are like right there, or like I guess at home in some regard to it in Bowling Green. It's not like, we kind of have a back um, like exit parking lot thing where we park, but in Charleston, like we would walk out of the locker room and it was like right on the main, like where all the concession stands are and everything. So some guys, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's going to be a lot of guys waiting there after with like, I don't know, perfect game cards and high school cards. And then also their pro cards that they want them to sign. Like, 15 of them and it's like a bunch of these people it's like this guy would be here for four hours if he were to sign all these cards so
1: yeah it's insane that people come with like stacks of cards and then they'll play like oh i wasn't here yesterday or they'll just come every single day and like they they end up selling them and stuff and like you know they obviously make money if they do well and uh, that's that's that you know that's how it is with cards and stuff but i mean yeah these fans are fans can be ruthless
0: um yeah the thing that i don't understand the most is the blank cards like i'll never sign a blank card like that just this is feels like it's got bad intentions. Like if mm-hmm. you bring like my card from Charleston or something or a card from UVA or something, like want me to sign it, like I'll have no problem signing that. But like when it's just a blank index card, like it's just like, like what are you going to do with that signature? You know, like,
1: Oh, they try to copy your nothing. signature and maybe, yeah, I guess forge so. It or yeah, something. I don't know.
0: I just don't feel comfortable doing it. So yeah, that's the one thing that always confuses me.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, one more thing I just kind of brought up. Did, did you ever, were you ever the K batter or the K pitcher? Or maybe like, you know, ha- struck out the the K batter in these minor leagues teams, whether it's like, you know, the beer guy or whatever it is that, you know, like fifty cent beers or stuff like that, uh, where you're like, everyone's just cheering you on. Even if they don't, even if they're not a fan of your team, but they're cheering you on just because they, you know, that's the K batter and they want to get them out.
0: Um, no, but in Charleston, if we had won by like five runs or more or something, like there was some promotion going on that if we won by a certain amount of runs, they'd mm-hmm. get something. And we were in the last inning. And I had, like, one out and, like, one strike on this guy in the ninth. And they started, like, cheering, like, finish it, finish (laughs) it. And I'm like, I cannot one strike this guy out with one strike. And two, I can't get two outs here. So, like, you guys are going to have to hold this. So they held it for, like, three or four pitches and then finally it, like, died down. And then, like, with two outs and, like, a few strikes or something, then they, like, picked it back up. But, like – the the like off timing cheering I was like there's no possible way that the game can end on this pitch like it, even if he puts it in play or if he swings a miss like there's no way that this game yeah. is ending so like you guys just calm down for a minute so that's probably it um, what a chant finish him that's incredible <laughs> it was like something like that or like some some chant that yeah. like was like finish the game or some sort and it was like like Dude, there's no way I can strike this guy out with one strike so
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's end on this. What do you do when you're not pitching? Like what on your off days and when you're you a golfer, gamer, like what what do you do for fun?
0: Uh yeah, I mean I I like to play golf with my friends. Um t- tend to stay away from it in season cuz seems like more of a physical like commitment that I mm-hmm. want if I'm, you know, going to pitch on Tuesday or be hot on Tuesday. Um like in the off season I like to play golf. Uh I like to fish a lot. Um I'll play Warzone with my buddies. Um, and just hang out. I mean, I'm a pretty, pretty laid back guy. I like to just kind of lay low and uh, hang out with you know my friends, whether that's in the off season or whether that's here. I like to just be around the guys. So really, whatever they're doing, um, if that's war zone or fishing or swimming, golfing, whatever it is, yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of do all that. So,
1: what music do you listen to to get yourself hyped up before you
0: pitch? uh I like rap i like country um also a big like a uh, gospel music fan mm-hmm. like a like a more like a uh, modern like faith-based music okay um, so it kind of depends on the day really
1: um like if you does gospel will gospel get you like hyped up though to pitch or no because
0: i feel like that's something yeah, you know, i'll listen to will. like
1: after i after afterwards you know like <laughs> especially if you have a bad outing you're like all right I need Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like in the car on the way home, yeah. like in my fields. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, yeah it, I got like a few different, like, I got some that like, you know, like get you like ready to like, like David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. Like you like, feel like you're like, Oh, okay. like nothing can bring me down now. Sure. And then like, there's some after that's like, you know, if you pitch well, you're like all oh, praise. And then if you pitch bad, you're like, Oh, all praise. Help me, please. Like, yeah. you know, okay. Like, I can I see that. I guess up. I can
1: see that. It's yeah. cool
0: yeah um so i'm kind of kind of all over the place on the on the music scale for sure yeah that's incredible all
1: right well hey i want to thank you for coming on i do appreciate it i'm taking time out of your especially on off day and stuff um so yeah thanks for coming on i appreciate that looking forward to seeing you know the season's almost over man it's like a couple weeks left.
0: it's crazy i know it's crazy it's crazy i appreciate you having me on it's been a blast uh thank you for what you do for minor leaguers of course and really, you know, I saw your bio, like, biggest hype man. Oh, dude, that's, for that's exactly ligers,
1: but... what I am, man. Like, I swear, like, I've, had, yeah. th- like, no matter where you're drafted, undrafted, I've had undrafted guys. I've had, like, high second round. I think the second round is the highest I've had on. But, like, honestly, like, just talking to guys and, like, letting them share their story, man. It's it's incredible. And uh yeah. trying to just show, like, fans that, you know, there's more than just them pitching or hitting at a game, you know. They're just n- normal people. Absolutely.
0: And just know that we all, you know, we all appreciate that. And uh, yeah. it means a lot, especially to me. Uh, guy who went undrafted and uh trying to make a little name for himself so thank you for you know taking your time out of your day to Dude, have me on absolutely blast.
1: i want to have you back on I might, I might have to do a pod with you and, and austin on <laughs> yeah <that'd
0: laughs> we'll, we'll awesome. do some shoes do i might it. have to
1: go uh shoe shopping with him or something you know like yes, i'm not a shoe guy
0: come too. i need the help too yeah i need the help too for sure so is he
1: a style guy too like I, other than yeah. his shoes like he he has a, the swag the style he's, he's pretty dripped out
0: yeah, he's he's definitely, he's definitely got to figure it figured out for sure. Man. Yeah.
1: Right, he might need to help yeah. me out then. Get I mean, some... We got
0: back last night and he had a, a shoe shipment in and he was like <laughs> walking around the apartment. He's like, What do you think on these? You like these? I'm like, Yeah, bro. They look good. Damn. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I think he's got like the deals figured out too. Like I think he gets good deals on them too. So,
1: dude, I, I don't even know how to shop for shoes. Like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. I wouldn't know even it. know where to begin. I might. All right, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mark that on my calendar. Try to send myself a note. Have you both on, and we'll have to do. We'll have to talk some shoes and stuff, and uh, see how it all goes. All right, brother. Oh, you yeah, have a. That great. Yeah, man. All right, you have a great rest of your night, Kyle. Appreciate it.
0: All right, you too. Right.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.